Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Six and Edmonton, second hour of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and his staff want to wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Be kind to each other. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Jack Michaels. Uh, we will do Oilers now trivia for Greta Barr and get to the state Oilers history in 29 seconds time for the horses and horse racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. Mark Spector as we head off to our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, Spec. How are you? I'm doing pretty fair, Bobby. How you doing? Uh, good, uh, but we're kind of at the mercy of a couple things right now, which has sort of been the reinforced perspective uh, on what we've been dealing with with the virus, which is the true enemy. But a uh, bit of a bombshell that kind of leaked out yesterday afternoon about, hold on a second here, on the uh, Canadian division, the all the challenges that are with the all-Canadian division. Give me your uh, what you've been able to glean and give me your perspective on that to start. Well, it's interesting because, you know, the issue becomes that there's seven different teams in what, Bob? Uh, five different provinces, right? Yep. Four different provinces, I guess, uh, with all different sets of rules, and that seems to be the issue. There's also places when we're talking about perhaps doing hubs or bubbles, you know, you can't go to Calgary. They don't have enough dress rooms. You can't go to Winnipeg. You can't go to Ottawa. So even if you start looking at doing hubs, your your, your choices grow minimal. And it's pretty clear what's going on here is that the NHL is dealing. Uh, I read the statement from the federal government uh, health authority, and they basically punted to the provinces. Right. And the, the tough thing there is now you're not dealing. If at least if you're dealing with the feds, Bob, you're dealing with one one office. But the NHL is going to have to deal with offices in BC and Alberta, and Quebec and Ontario. And uh, sounds like it's a little more complicated than we thought, huh? Yeah. What are your? Uh, do you think they'll get this worked out? I don't know. You know what? It's hard to say. Like, put it this way. Let's say that, you know, for instance, they, they originally wanted to go to Vancouver with the first bubble. Yes. And uh, the BC, uh, BC Health Authority decided, no, you can't come here because the argument, the, uh, the, the, the tipping point there, excuse me, the tipping point there was they couldn't agree on what would happen if somebody did test positive. How would the quarantine be? BC said you got to sit out for 14 days, and the NHL said, well, we can't sit our players out for 14 days inside the bubble. So they ended up coming to Edmonton, right? That's basically what happened. So now they have to make all these agreements all over again. With how, did that, uh, how did that bubble work in Edmonton and Toronto, Mark? It worked great. Turned out that it worked great. You know, sure. Uh, you can Let's, see in what about you Team can, Germany today? You know, it's not working so great for Team Germany right, right now. And 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 we should and we should and that's a, I was going to get you to to that place. I mean, team, everybody that traveled that came to Canada from Germany was tested before and cleared. 
So since they've arrived in Canada, and, and I already know we're going to get texters on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. You know, different ages deal with, uh, different age groups deal with this virus differently. We know that. And in some cases, there's people that probably don't even realize they have it that have it. Um, so, you know, Mark, it's it's interesting. I mean, are you of the belief that the World Junior should not be continuing because Germany had eight positive cases? Is that your perspective? No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think that we're. I don't see any reason to quit the whole thing. Uh, assuming that the Germans were properly quarantined inside the, their hotel rooms, and that, right. that I mean, apparently the Fed, German Federation was floored by this. They did not. They thought they were, you know, like everybody else. They'd passed their tests coming over, and they were just going to sit quarantined for four days and practice today. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I guess we all still get surprised a little bit sometimes by a positive test we didn't see coming. I don't think they need to gas the whole tournament, but I think that we're at a point where, you know, I'm going to start to wonder if the Germans can feel the team, like how this is going to go. Yep. You know, that's a good question. Didn't, no, they evolve? Did, didn't they? Sorry to interrupt you. Didn't they? Didn't they say to those Swedish coaches, because you have had tested positive for COVID within, I think it was a month of the tournament, you can't even come over here. You can't be part of this thing. So right. I would question. I would question how the eight German players get to just recover and be part of this thing. What's the I, difference? I, I I don't have that answer for for you. I'm going to guess. Uh. uh I'm, I'm going to guess that the, they've got parameters put in place that when you actually get in to the bubble, this is the protocol as opposed to prior to arriving in the bubble. That's that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, Mark, I'm not, I'm not an infectious expert, and unfortunately, I've learned far too much about the numbers on this sort of thing. We'll get to the semantics of Canadian teams playing in the U.S., but the point needs to be mentioned here, Mark. You can fly. We just had Elliot Friedman on. He goes, Bob, I can fly from Toronto into Vancouver, no problem. Not get tested before I fly. Uh, you can go ski in BC. I, I brought up the fact that in the States, in the state of California, the movie industry is up and running. Well, somebody has just texted me to tell me in the state of Vancouver, in the province of BC right now in Vancouver, which has got a, a thriving, uh, movie industry. Apparently, movies and TV shows continuously get proved, uh, uh, you know, filmed as well. I did not know that. Uh, so you learn some new things every day. Um, so it just seems a little like you can fly around, uh, you, you know, you can fly untested in Canada right now. Mm-hmm. But a, a team that's going to have regular daily testing on a team charter, but I guess it pertains to how BC, if we're assuming it's British Columbia, and they might not be the only province, it has to uh, pertain to how they want to quarantine. I guess that's that's the end result here. It's very interesting. That, become, that becomes the biggest issue is, is you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs fly into Edmonton, they play a game while they're here, you know, player well, X. Test they would positive. be they would be playing two games. I mean, that's how okay. this is going to have to work. Yeah. Play four yeah. games. I don't care what it is. The player X tests positive. Maybe four players test positive. And now the question becomes: Do do they? How do they get back to Ontario to quarantine? They can't fly back with the team on their plane. Uh, you know, are they going to stay here in Alberta and quarantine for two weeks? Is that what's going to happen? I don't think the league would agree to that. 
what what happens to those players? How do they get home? Do we rent a charter plane and charter them home? Well, who has to work on that plane in the new COVID era? You know, it's it's a lot of tough questions that people don't have answers to, Bob. Well, Neil has texted the show to say it's just awful optics when Canadians and Albertans are giving up so much. How many people uh, did they spread the uh, virus to on travels to Canada? Many are saying bubble be damned. Perception is everything. I mean, this is kind of an extended conversation for the initial shutdowns of, you know, where flights were limited to coming into Canada out of the gate of, of the start of the pandemic. And the, one of the challenges we have is we, we don't have, we still don't have all the information. Uh, uh, this is going to be an ongoing fluid situation. So, Mark, what do you think happens here? Like, we know the players didn't want to have to go back into the bubble. In order for can in order there for there to be a Canadian division, are we just looking at a bubble again? Is that the only way this is going to work? Do you think? Well, I guess I would say to you, uh, I'm going to answer your question with a question. What's the difference between a hub and a bubble? Good question. <laughs> right? Like, the hub appears to be where a bunch of teams come and play each other in games, but yeah. they're not in a bubble. Well, if they're not in a bubble, what's the what are we gaining by bringing four teams to one town? I don't get it. So, you know, the bubble's the last resort. They don't want to do the bubble. The players don't want to live in the bubble, and the NHL doesn't want to have to pay for the bubble, Bob, because the, the bubble's really expensive. And in case no one noticed, the cash flow is an issue in the National Hockey League these days. So nobody wants the bubble, but we're starting to get to the, you know, to a point where the choice might have to be made. Either if we want to play in Canada, at least the first part of it has to start in a bubble or option B is we can't play in Canada. And now, you know, the seven Canadian teams have to disperse around the States. And I would suggest share arenas. Edmonton would go to Denver and share a place with Colorado. Calgary would go to Dallas and share with Dallas or something like that. Uh, does that work for anybody? It sure doesn't work for Canadians. Canadians real well, I don't think. It also doesn't make a lot of sense, given that the case rates there are worse than they are in Canada. No, oh, it's such a different culture, Bob. I read a piece today about how I believe it is the ACC championship game is going to Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that's the one. Okay. And the story was about how the health authority in Charlotte doesn't want the game. They don't want a bunch of fans all coming in from all over the place to watch their teams play and party it up, but they're coming anyway. And the, the, the doctors and the scientists and the health authority have no way to stop it. And I thought to myself, that's the difference between America and Canada, right? We're trying to bring in hockey, which is our lifeblood, and our health authorities are putting up a big, fat roadblock. And down there, they're going to party that college football, and they're going to have their fun and, and do their tailgating and, you know, science be damned. And that's a pretty good mirror into the difference between the two countries. I you think. know, Mark, some might say, uh, some might say, you know the the far right is heard more in the u.s i mean we should remember the republicans basically had what 40 47 percent of the popular vote in the last mm -hmm. u.s election and some might million say, people 70 million people and some might say like there's a lot of canadians mark that do not realize that the liberals only had 30 percent of the vote in the last federal election and some might argue that trudeau got voted in as a liberal and he's actually trying to put through ndp policy some might say that. I don't know if I'd say that. I'm a little bit more. I'm a little bit more center. But some might infer that that's the case right now, and 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 some might. You know, it's it's funny what's going on right now with the World Juniors, Mark. 
because you have some people to the left. I don't want any hockey here at all. I just, I don't, I don't want anything. No, just shut everything down. Like you might have some people on the left that are that way. And I'm starting to get the sense that there's some people to the right, maybe far right, that are, that would consider themselves pseudo libertarians and going, wait a sec here. I'm shut down. My businesses are shut. Like I own a restaurant. I can't employ. I'm shut down, but you're, you're put, you're put down. So, you're damned if you do, and you're almost damned if you don't, and that's the uniqueness of the challenge of what we're going through right now, Mark. Uh, listen, uh, it's, it's a possible time to be a politician because every decision, it's like being a hockey ref, right? Every decision, half the people think you're an idiot and half think you're smart. Um, you know, as, uh, to get back to the World Junior, I think that I think the bubble showed us that... If, it can if, work. It can yeah, work. Yeah, if the business spends enough money and does it the right way, it can work. Now, the the opposite is also true. Um, I'd be very nervous if I was the Swiss team. I mean, these German kids were were passed several positive tests before they got on the plane. Yeah, and they they flew over to Canada out of Zurich with the Switzerland team and with fourteen members of the IIHF office. So they had a plane load of people on there and apparently eight positive tests. Unless those kids somehow caught it while quarantining in the JW Marriott in Edmonton, which I very much doubt. So, you know, that's just a small window into what can happen. You put, I mean, there's eight guys on a little plane, Bob, you know, carrying the virus. So if if no one else gets it, the World Junior people, the IHF and Hockey Canada are going to breathe a big sigh of relief because there's every possibility that that thing could have ripped through that plane and you could see two teams, you know, that can't play. Right? Yeah. Well, this text comes in from Paul. He says, so I can't see my mom and dad for Christmas, but positive hockey players still get a chance to play hockey. I'm not sure I understand that. And you That's know what? too simple, Bob. That's too simple. Yeah. Okay. Too simple. Bob, if you can't understand that you should pick up a newspaper, right? Kyle turn has the, text, turn the news on. Kyle texts the show to say you guys are trying to use logic to explain something illogical. Our current response to COVID uh, is illogical or, or, or illogical, and I would I would say that there, people are just trying their best in the medical health industry. Like they're just they're trying their. I don't know if it's illogical or trying to make the most of what they work with. Not everybody is looking to gain political advantage from this. There are some people that are absolutely. That's that's the history and nature of politics. But anyhow, it's an interesting time. Mark, I'm going to ask you two hockey questions. Oh Who boy. wins the fourth line center spot between when we do get back playing? And I hope it's we get back to playing. Who wins it between Gaetan Haas and Jujar Kara? Um, I almost want to say the guy that has the better ability to play the wing. Um, is going to end up out there. Uh, I, I want to say that I think it would behoove the organization if Gaetan Haas improved a little bit. You know, it's only his second year over here and took that job. I think we kind of know what Jujar Kara is, and I don't think he's a fourth-line center on this team. You know, I don't think that's what he is. Unless he suddenly takes another step, the step, Bob, we've been waiting for for about three years out of uh, Jujar. So I'm going to say it would be better for the team if Gaetan Haas walked in, took that job, and ran away with it uh, because I don't mind Jujar on the wing. He's a big, strong winger, and he's to me, he's a solid fourth-line winger. I don't think he's a fourth-line centerman. All right, and uh, Oscar Clefbaum. 
because uh, we have a text from a texter, uh, other, and, and I, I got about a couple, actually, I got a couple pretty hostile texts today. It's kind of disappointing to see those, uh, you know, clean it up a bit. But, uh, anyhow, uh, just, uh, just on Oscar Clefbaum, Mark, uh, I think you and me are from the same school. We don't expect them to play this season, do we? I don't expect him to play this season, and I think let's take the Oscar Clefbaum discussion further, and, and I'll say this to you, Bob. Do you massage your expansion draft list, list with Seattle because it's a priority for you to protect Oscar Clefbaum, or do you go protecting three defensemen and leave them unprotected? Yeah, well, I, I, I know what, what I do. I, what I, do, leave do? Them, I leave them unprotected. Yeah, I leave him unprotected too because he's, uh, first of all, I don't think anyone would take a guy, unless something changes between now and then, I don't think you take on a guy with a sort of a curious injury like the one he has. And uh, I like the player, but if you can't play for me, <laughs> you know, that's the nature of sports, man. You love players until they can't play, then you go love a different player, right? Uh, it's kind of how it works. Hey, Mark. Uh, well, no, you're doing Tuesday's show, so this is not your last show before Christmas break. So hang in there, and uh, we'll talk, all right? All right, Bobby. Take care. You bet. That is Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Hmm. Hmm. That's the horse racing and breeding industry. Uh, you can always text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Uh, Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Brendan, there's a couple of haters out there today, eh? On the text line? A couple yeah, people up. <laughs> some people in desperate need of, of some holidays here coming you know, up. You know, it's a lot easier. Uh, what was the theme of yesterday's show? Hockey nicknames. That one seemed to get everybody engaged. Uh, I knew this was coming today, Brendan. As soon as I saw that story break at 2.30 from... Uh, uh, from Chris. I mean, look, it's a possibility we're not going to have the Canadian division. And it's a possibility that what might be accepted in one province is not accepted in another province. And those provinces might be geographically very close and have relatively low, frankly, uh, death rates, though. And, and one province is tested twice as much as another province. Just remember that. Uh, and there's different mechanisms to get there. And, uh, it's interesting how people perceive things at the best of times. And it's, it's amazing how many people don't actually like real numbers, hard data either. That's, that's the other thing. Uh, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Maybe I should come up with, should I come up with a super hard, uh, Greta Bar? Oilers now trivia question or should I? We've make had a, little... a couple easy ones this week, Bob. I think maybe we challenge them a little bit today. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, we will do that when we come back on Oilers now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty, Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you. It is one twenty-six in Edmonton. Kind of a hard question, kind of connected to a theme over the last 25 and a half hours on Oilers Now. Here we go. We are going to go to Oilers Now trivia for Greta Global Street Food, Greta Bar, Eat, Drink, and Play. What are we playing for, Brendan Escott? A $50 gaming credit to Greta Bar when all those arcade games are back up and at them. On this date back in 1983... Wayne Gretzky became the fastest player in NHL history to reach 100 points. He did it in just 34 games. 
He had two goals and uh, four points in an Oilers 7-5 victory over the Jets in Winnipeg. Which tenacious Oilers player took five minor penalties in that game in 1983? Which tenacious Oilers player took five minor penalties in that Oilers 7-5 victory over the Winnipeg Jets on the stage in 1983? And it's connected to a theme that we had over the last 25 and a half hours on this show. Again, you can uh, text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, but you need to call in on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063 in order to win. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what's asked when outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. The year-end event is currently taking place down at Brent Ridge. Great people, great service, fully open and transparent. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can call 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We'll see how long it takes somebody to get the trivia question. Which uh, Oiler player had five minor penalties in a game on this date in 1983 when Wayne Gretzky became the fastest player in NHL history, 34 games to get to the 100-point plateau in an Oilers 7-5 victory over the Winnipeg Jets? Jack Michaels, favorite NHL city to go to? Probably not Winnipeg. But we'll talk uh, a bit about... Uh, the All-Canadian Division, if it makes sense to have an All-Canadian... Well, we're not going to have an All-Canadian Division in the U.S. We know that. Uh, we'll have Jack on the show when we return on Oilers Now after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.